Hello and welcome to Soundstage, May 2023. My name's James Marriott. I run a business called Sound Media, helping people to unlock the power of podcasting. So what I do is I help people to make podcasts, but I kind of prefer to think of it as helping people to get their voice heard podcasting, just kind of the vehicle that allows us to do that. Soundstage is where we unlock expert knowledge from what I like to call some kick-ass guests. There's a little bit of a podcast slant to proceedings, as you'd probably expect. Um, Today, we are talking about email marketing, and we are joined by Joe Hodge, the digital marketing fairy. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Let's say a few quick hellos. So hello if you are uh, listening to the podcast version of this. Of course, I'm going to do a podcast version of uh, of this. That goes without saying. Um, hello if you are watching a replay of um, of this, be it on LinkedIn, be it on Facebook, be it on YouTube. Um, especially hello, though, if you are watching this live, um, whether that is on LinkedIn or on um, or on YouTube please do feel free to get involved. So if you want to say hi in the comment box, uh, quite happy to do kind of shout outs and stuff like that. But all the way through, if you have questions or comments, please get involved. The comment box is where you can tell us whatever you think, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, ideas, questions, anything at all, really. Um, Do get involved and um, say hello. Uh, Let's say hi to uh, Anton, uh, who is in South Africa. Wow, that's uh, that's good. It's very sunny. Less less sunny in the UK today after a couple of quite sunny days. It's not quite as um, as sunny, but you know we're we're on the right trajectory, aren't we? As we head towards summer now, so that's um, that's good. First of all, Joe, it makes sense, doesn't it, to ask you to tell us a bit about yourself and um, give us a little bit of an introduction as to who you are and what you do. Okay, thank you very much. So I am Joe from the Digital Marketing Ferry, and I help small business owners attract and convert more of their ideal clients with email marketing. I've been going for eight years next month and that has absolutely flown by. Um, Previously, I um, actually worked for AOL, the internet company, for nearly 10 years. Um, Have always had a massive love of tech, online computers, and um, after leaving the corporate world, this was just a natural progression for me, and I absolutely love it. You're giving me flashbacks now to um, AOL and all those different back in the days where... Yeah, when um, if you wanted to change internet providers, you had to go and get a CD, and then yeah. you'd install it, and then dial up, and it was like you can't use the phone. I need to be on the internet. It's like reminiscing about um, about How those. times have changed. Thing. I was going to say good old days, but they probably weren't, were they? Because the internet was rubbish back then, but there we go. I, I want to start miss with... the sound of a dial-up modem, I have to say. <laughs> I was reminiscing with, with um, someone a couple of weeks ago about um, early games consoles. So I used to have a Commodore 64, and again, you would use a cassette to load up the game, and the screen would go all those different colours and flash around, and it would make that same kind of noise that dial-up internet did. There's a place Absolutely. in my heart for stuff like that. They're always they're always yeah. will be. Um, this is not where I expected this conversation to go in the first few minutes, but I'm kind of happy with that. Let's let's start with um, what I think is a really basic question, but I think it's important because 
when we talk about stuff like, oh, you, you're using emails for your business, email marketing, I think maybe it means yeah. slightly different things to different people. So if I ask you, what, what, when you talk about email marketing, what do you mean? So on the most basic level, it is sending emails to your clients and your potential clients. Email marketing has probably got two main focuses. It's obviously to increase your revenue, generate more sales through the email channel, but it's also a really, really good tool to build brand awareness, broadening your view to your ideal customers, deepening their trust in you and building relationships. So that's sort of it in a nutshell at a very basic level, sending timely messages to your subscriber base, depending on where they are in their customer journey to increase brand awareness, build relationships and ultimately increase revenue and sales. Okay, that was very well summed up. Now, obviously, today um, we are um, touching a bit on how podcasting kind of fits into to this sort of equation. I guess there's two sides to that. There's using a podcast to increase your email list. There is using emails to increase your podcast, podcast. reach. Yep. Um, so um, we'll, we'll come to those a little bit later. But I think this is interesting because you, um, I think uh, if you kind of take a step back from it, you would look at podcasting and emails you kind of use them to do a similar sort of thing it's about getting your message in front of people it's about engaging it's about communicating but they're kind of at opposite ends of of that kind of communication spectrum for want of a better phrase podcasting is literally just you know it's your words how you speak email is a uh, kind of like the opposite way of doing that it's 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 typed it's done in a very different kind yeah. of um, kind of way i'm not sure that a lot of people would 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 immediately put those two things together they may well see them as being very separate so i think there's some really interesting um, stuff for us to um to cover what i want to ask you next though is again it's kind of like quite a headline level question but why do you think that email is so great why is it you know we've got social media we've got all these different ways that people can get messages out there why is it email that you focus on what do you what do you love about it the, the main benefit that I try and explain is when you have somebody's email address, you actually own that asset. So, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form, you should spam people that are on your email list, but you are in control of what messages you send at what time to the specific people you want to. So social media, for example, if you put out one post, if you think of where people are in their customer journey from, you know, sort of brand awareness through to conversion and actually making a sell with you and then brand advocacy, that's social media is very generic. Um, website pages are very generic because it is the same copy that a person will see no matter where they are in their buying journey. So with email, the, the two biggest benefits are you own the asset, so you're not at the mercy of social media algorithms showing your post. You're not at the mercy of Google algorithms showing your website in a search result. And once they are on your list, you can communicate with them in your language, on your terms, 
and when you want them to see messages. And for me, I would always say, make sure you have an email marketing strategy in place before you do any other kind of marketing activity, because not everybody that sees your social accounts or listens to a podcast or visits your website is in a position to buy at that precise moment. So if you collect their email address, they are interested in the product or service that you're providing. They're just not ready to buy there and then. So if you have their email address, you can keep the relationship going. You can keep the conversation open until they are in a position at a point in time when they are ready to make a purchase. We were doing a bit of reminiscing earlier about, you know, internet in the in the old days and how things used to work. And there's been various points over the last 20, 25 years where people have kind of predicted that email's a bit old hat and it's on its way out. So when social media was first taken off, when instant messaging was first taken off, and we do live, we live in a very all or nothing world, don't we? So people are going, oh, everything's going to be going through, um, you know, uh, Facebook messages now. No one's going to bother with email anymore. It'll be it'll be dead in, in a couple of years. And of course, those predictions have, have, have never every, happened. Yeah. If I had a pound for every time somebody said to me, email marketing will be dead in two years, or something. I'd, I'd be rather rich now, actually. But I mean, you know, um, <laughs> revenue from email marketing is actually estimated to reach almost $11 billion by the end of this year. And as of the end of 2021, there are 4 billion daily email users in the world. That number is only going up. So yeah, it's not sexy. It's fairly old fashioned because the technology has been around for quite a while, but it's definitely not going anywhere. And I've just seen a comment from Laura. Laura, completely, absolutely agree with you. You get people into your own space instead of on someone else's. You could have 20,000 followers on your Instagram page. How are you going to communicate with them? If Insta goes down, which it does not frequently, but it has done. Or I've also known some clients who have got a Facebook group or a Facebook page. They've got great engagement. They decide to do something like run a competition that doesn't adhere to Facebook's terms of service and they get their account suspended. You then have no way of communicating with those people. Yeah, anyone that's watching the live stream, um, that comment from Laura was just on on screen there. If you're listening to the um, to the podcast version of um, of of this, um, Laura commented this thing about you know uh, email allowing you to kind of build your own space. And actually, there's a bit of a thread there, isn't there? About there are some forms of marketing where you effectively build your own channel rather than borrowing someone else's. So you know, if you go very heavily on social media, you are very much you're using someone else's channel. I always say one of the things about podcasting is you you build your own channel. You have a direct relationship with your audience. You're not using. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's different ways that people um, listen to podcasts, and the different ways that people would read an email. You know, the device that they use, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, mechanism they use to to read it can can differ, um, but you're not borrowing someone else's technology 
someone else's platform. You're kind of building, you know, you're building your own. And I think that's going to become increasingly um, important over, over time as well. I've got some really good comments coming in. Um, Anton agreeing with um, what Laura was um, saying. And uh, I'll pop this on screen. I've not, I've not actually read through this yet. But another comment from uh, Laura, uh, who says social media has become so noisy that it's become too overwhelming. Having an email list uh, means you can consume it without being so overwhelming or having to cut through all the stuff that you don't want to listen to or notice. Very true. You know, the al- you are at the mercy of an algorithm with um, with social media, which is good. Sometimes you kind of want that surprise if you don't really know what's going to pop up. But from from the reverse side of it you want to know that your message is going in front of the people that you want it to go in front of email gives you an opportunity to to do that um we've talked a lot about kind of the theory of of this from a practical point of view for anyone that's not really kind of into email marketing at the moment and maybe looks at it and and kind of goes all right i can see the benefit in that it's just all a bit complicated it's a bit overwhelming don't really know where to start what what is that kind of you know perfect starting point what's the first step for someone so i would say the first step for somebody is choosing a platform that aligns to their business objectives and requirements there are hundreds of platforms out there from mailerlite to mailchimp to active campaign each one probably does pretty much the same in terms of functionality, but some are better suited. So for example, if you're an e-commerce business, you would be much better off using either Clavio or Marcello as a platform than ActiveCampaign or MailerLite. MailerLite is a very good platform if you're just starting out. They offer a a free service up to 2,000 subscribers. Their deliverability is very good. And that will give you, you know, depending on how quickly you grow your email list, that should give you at least six to eight months to get and demonstrate a return on investment from email marketing before you actually have to start paying for a platform. So, yeah, I would say... The the basics are choose a platform that works for you and does what you want it to do. Um, Offer an an absolutely no-brainer incentive for somebody to give you their email address. Um, I have seen quite a lot of companies that have offered newsletters in the past. So, you know, sign up for my newsletter. The conversion rates on those offers are actually getting lower and lower because people want something a little bit more tangible than a newsletter. Yeah. So again, if you're e-commerce, you know, you could offer a, a discount on your first purchase, you could offer free shipping. If you're a service-based business, absolutely use something like a lead magnet or a free discovery call. And always, always ensure you've got a welcome sequence set up for every single new person that joins your list. It sort of standardizes the onboarding process for potential new clients and also gives you the opportunity to communicate with them when they're at their most active, which is when they've just signed up with you. So you've got much more of a likelihood of them interacting with your welcome series emails. And and does what those emails say, does that 
particularly matter. Uh, uh, what I mean is, um, you know, some some people are very good at, at, at writing stuff. You know, writing copy, writing yeah. emails, writing social media things. Yeah. Some people maybe not so good with with words, and it's not something that they'd class as one of their strengths. Um, does it does it make a huge amount of difference? Do you think how things are phrased? Is it something where it's like, yeah, you really do need to bring someone in to do that, or actually, you know, how you phrase it doesn't make a lot of difference. Just get those messages out there. Um, I would say it's always better to write the messaging yourself because you're demonstrating how you communicate with a business owner. I'm, I'm not saying don't use copywriters. I use copywriters with my clients when we're doing specific, say, lead generation campaigns. But this welcome series, if you look at it as it's, you're trying to start a relationship with this person that's just given you their email address. So you want to know a bit more about them and they obviously want to know a bit more about you. So definitely have a purpose for each of the emails. And what I tend to say as sort of your standard level, you wanna do a four email welcome series. The first one, um, the topic is all about thanking them for trusting you with their email address because that you know essentially that's what they're doing they don't know if you're going to spam them they don't know if you're going to just constantly sell to them so yeah email one thank you or thank them for signing up deliver um whatever you said you were going to live to deliver if you were giving an offer um and try and start a conversation ask them some questions you know based on what your product or service is you know what what do you find tricky in the world of x or um you know if you're an accountant do you struggle with vat what you know you, you want to use it to actually start that two-way conversation it's very much building a relationship so you want the conversation to go back and forth. So that's email one. Email two could be a little bit more about you, your business, um, how you can solve the problem that your potential client has. Email three would be testimonials, um, potentially referencing some podcasts or blog posts to demonstrate your expertise. And then email four would be um, a call to action. And I'd like to make it very clear here, not necessarily asking for a sell. So the call to action could be booking for a discovery call, booking for a demo, not just give me your money. You know, you want to manage that relationship. If some, if you had a physical premises and somebody walked in, you wouldn't start shouting, look at this pen, come and buy my pen. You'd be like, hi, how are you? How's your day? And you want to think of email like that. It's relationship building and you're not always asking for a sale. Brill, um, you did mention podcasts in there and, and I do want to get on to that subject in a second. Before we kind of uh, move the conversation in that direction, are there any other kind of top tips, anything else that you want to kind of throw out there? So never ever batch and blast. And what that is, is you write one email and you send exactly the same email to your entire subscriber base. That is the quickest way to get people to unsubscribe. You want to do versions of the same email or completely different content to your audience 
based on where they are in their buying journey. So you want to segment them by, you know, are they new? Have they purchased from you once before? Have they purchased from you multiple times? So you want to treat them a little bit better because they're repeat customers and send targeted messaging based on that. Please don't batch and blast. And your subject line is probably the most important thing that you can write in an email that will determine whether somebody actually opens your email or not so you could spend hours writing the content of an email but if the subject line is read this week's newsletter it's not really enticing somebody to open it and if they don't open it they won't get the message so spend as much time writing the subject line of an email as you do the content of an email there are quite a few kind of tools and websites and stuff that you can use to help you kind of find that right um, subject line. Are, are there are there things that, that you find useful? Are they worth checking out? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a really good one is called Co-Schedule Headline Analyzer. That's a really good one. Right. And um, some platforms actually have a tool built into them it will say this e uh, this subject line is too long um it's not persuasive it's more passive language than active language um so yeah especially if you struggle with writing i would say absolutely use the tools at your disposal to help you let's move slightly on to this uh kind of question about podcasting and how podcasting and you know emails and email marketing worked um work together um so how would you start to use emails with podcasts now how can you grow your email list using podcasting right okay um so the first absolute basic thing you should be doing is asking your listeners so when you're recording a podcast you know put in the middle or at the end of the podcast do you want to make sure you never miss an episode um do you yeah. want show transcripts do you want a previously not released podcast sign up and we can get that to you no problem at all you, you will need to have sort of a clear objective for your email marketing. So are you in the stage of you just want to grow your subscribers? Do you want to get more interactivity from your subscribers to grow your podcast? But as I said, you could say something along the lines of want to make sure you don't ever miss another episode. Sign up, up to our email updates and we'll let you know as soon as we've released one. And that should also, if somebody isn't a raving fan of yours where they expect and listen to every single episode, you've got more chance of them knowing that you've released another episode and they would be more than likely to listen to it. Okay, good thoughts. What about the other way around then? So we've talked about how you can use um, podcasts to grow your email list. How, how does it work the other way around? So obviously, once you have somebody on your email list, you can communicate with them at any particular point you like. One person that I have seen 
use email and podcasting brilliantly. I'm actually really quite cross that I didn't think of the concept. It's a lady called Amy Porterfield. She is in the US and she is an online marketing stroke business strategist. And she has come up with just this brilliant system. So basically, on her website, she has got a quiz. It's four questions. And what she sends you is, because she's got a back catalogue of, I don't know, I think it's over 500 podcast episodes. And she's targeting small business owners or um people that want to start an online business, don't know where to start, and they're looking for advice across the whole remit of running an online business. So what she actually offers is a personalised podcast playlist. So you answer these four questions, you know, how comfortable do you feel with accounting? How comfortable do you feel with social media? These aren't the questions, but something along those lines. And she will pick out, and this is all done by automation, so it it sounds hellishly intensive work-wise, but it's actually not. Based on the answers to these four questions, you get a personalised podcast playlist. So you're automatically getting new traffic directly to podcast episodes. And if they like what they hear, obviously they'll listen to more and subscribe. And then once you have people on your list, communicate with them regularly. Give them sneak peeks. Let them know who you're interviewing next. If you interview somebody, let them have early access to a podcast before it goes on general release. Do behind the scenes content. You know, again, it's it's really about building that relationship to drive traffic to your podcasts. Great thoughts there. And um, yeah, I mean, that's such a, a very clever idea from um, from Amy. That was that was brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, like I said, I'm really cross that I didn't actually think of it. <laughs> what a great idea. And I mean, there must be loads of quite untapped ideas because I, it just feels like one of those things that people just don't spend that much time thinking about. And yet, you know, you kind of think if you've if you're you've got someone that's regularly listening to your podcast content that's regularly reading your emails they might not be ready to become a customer right at that moment but that level of engagement across those two platforms is huge like you know they are they are it's not guaranteed but they're kind of a customer in waiting aren't they when they are ready they're not going to go anywhere else like you've you've got them if they're that engaged with you i think it's 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 a really good combination of um of of things brilliant all right well we're kind of fast running out of um out of time um anything else from 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 you joe that's not come up anything else that you wanted to kind of mention and you know i i guess most importantly if if people want to connect with you or find out more about you and what you do in your services how do they do that um they just search for me on linkedin joe hodge the digital marketing fairy i'd be happy to answer any other questions that come up Brilliant. Perfect. All right. Fantastic. 
I feel like I've learned a lot from uh, from our conversation today. Hopefully that means that other people have um, as well. They probably have better brains than I do, so um, maybe not 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 guaranteed, but um, but hopefully so. So thank you, Joe. It's been um, it's been really really good. We are taking a break in June mainly because I'm on holiday, which is a terrible excuse, but that's what's happening. I will be back though, and uh, Soundstage will be back in July. Keep an eye on the uh, LinkedIn page for all the details about that. Of course, if today's inspired you to kind of have a closer look into podcasting i am always up for a chat uh, if you want to find out a bit more about how podcasting works maybe a bit more about sound media and the services that we offer then please do get in touch and um, you can contact me through um, linkedin or if you want to drop me an email james at wearesoundmedia.com is my um, email address but look you know if we're not connected on linkedin already please do send me a request it'd be great to um, to connect joe thank you again for today thank you for joining us thank you very much for asking me it's been a pleasure.